Welcome to the fourth episode of the Columbus Uncut Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Bridgeway, here with a special co-host tonight, Evan Hartnett. Uh, Sean is out with the uh, dreaded COVID-19, mm-hmm. so uh, yep. he is not able to make it on the segment today, so Evan's filling in for him, and uh, our special guest tonight was originally supposed to be Brandon Beam uh, from 97.1, and uh, I got a last minute, you know, back out, so I hit up next week's guest, Bobby Sneed, and he just happened to be able to uh, come through for us, so that's who we got with us tonight. Bobby, how you feeling first time on the podcast? I'm feeling great. I just am sad that Brandon Beam isn't here. I mean, <laughs> how am I supposed to fill those shoes, man? It's one of those things, man. It just happens to be that way. Evan, yeah. how you feeling? I'm great. Ready to go. Get Bobby some questions, drink some beer. Hang out. Let's go. Let's make it happen. If you haven't already, uh, make sure to follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, It is at Columbus underscore uncut. Uh, And if you have a Discord, you can follow us on that. That link is in our Instagram and uh, our Twitter. And then on our Instagram as well, we have a link tree. Sean just set that up. No idea what that is. Okay. So uh, Sounds good. Thanks to him for setting that up. Uh, check it out if you if you need that information. Great. Uh, today, the topics we're going to cover, uh, the usual beer segment. Mm-hmm. Really excited for today's beer. Uh, Bobby isn't much of a craft beer drinker. He likes his Miller Lights. So, boo. Yeah, boo. I know. This should be pretty interesting to hear. Right <laughs> this should be pretty interesting to hear his rating today. Uh, after that, we got a food segment. Uh, last week... Sean and I realized after we had, uh, sorry, the scratching's my dog, but uh, after last week's episode, uh, Sean and I realized that we forgot to draw a card to say like oh, what yeah. restaurant we were going to go to. That's right. So we did end up going to a restaurant, but it was not one pulled from a card. So we're going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, Buckeye football overview for tomorrow's game. And then uh, we're going to get on with our interview with Mr. Sneed, General Manager of Heritage Golf Club Ooh. here in Hilliard, Ohio. Let's go. It's going to be a good one. Time for the beer segment. Today, we are drinking Masthead Superior Wit. I'm going to go ahead and pass the beers out right now as we speak. Uh, Masthead is a Belgian wheat beer. alcohol, spiced with coriander, curacao, if that's how you say that, or would you say curacao? I I have no idea. And uh, (laughs) lemon peel. So let's give it a quick sipper and see what we got going here. Miller Lite's better. Uh, We knew you'd say something like that. Interesting, interesting flavor for sure. Yeah. Um, it did get a three point six out of five on a website called the Beer Advocate. Um, so it's rated fairly high, which I was surprised by. Uh, the color uh, is a hazy golden color. I know we can't really see it because we're drinking it out of the can, but uh, if you take a look inside. 
you'll that's what you'll find. Uh, so, a couple of facts uh, about this beer uh, and the brewery that uh, we're drinking. Uh, Masthead Brewing is located uh, in the Bryant Building on Superior Avenue in downtown Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us couples just went to Cleveland we did. not that long ago. And Great weekend. I don't think we even thought about going to this place. We were near... Didn't we walk by... Super, I remember seeing Superior... I know we were Lake. trying to go to Great Lakes, and, and then it was closed, COVID, but... Yeah. Yeah, COVID we ended up at that, that trip. Yeah. We ended up at that German bar, which ended oh, up being... That was actually fun. Awesome yeah. time. What a great turnout that ended up being. And now when we go back, we'll oh, yeah. know Our to go to that We're place. going to the German beer place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember the owner's name, but that... The owner, owner was the best part of it. Yeah. By far. Yep. Um... So, yeah, located on Superior Avenue, downtown Cleveland, uh, actually happens to be an old auto dealership, hmm. which I did not know. And uh, the building is on the National Registry of Historic Places, hmm. which I also thought was pretty cool. A little fun fact Super old, then. about it. Um, another fun fact about the bar, they actually have a 100-foot-long bar inside the tap room. Like, can you even imagine how long that bar must be? It's 100 foot. It, it's insane. Right? I mean, it's <laughs> Big 100 <time>. foot. <laughs> I'm so glad Bobby's here for those yeah. kind of smarts. Because yeah, I wouldn't have known how long it was. I can't yeah, you, imagine. You said it. it was 100 foot. How long is a 100, 100 foot bar? It's, it's 100 feet. It's 100 feet. Yeah. It's long. Yep. It's a long bar. Uh, they are known for um, their juicy New England IPAs and also their barrel-aged beers. Um, some beers they offer include uh, Masthead IPA, uh, Masthead Haunted Hayride, uh, Masthead Single Origin Coffee Stout, Masthead Lager Overalls, and this one I thought was pretty funny, Masthead Big Hairy American Winning Machines. <laughs> I want to it? find that beer so that one of these yeah. times... We can try it on this podcast because I was like, that's incredible. What kind of beer even is that? I have no clue. Yeah. But I was like, definitely got to try that at some point. That's got to be legendary. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the fun facts about it. I want to hear what y'all are tasting when when you're drinking this. I know Bobby's going to say it's piss. No, it's, I mean, New England IPAs are actually somewhat good. Like a Mm -hmm. hazy... Mm IPA or even a pale ale, I'll drink that from time to time. All the other IPAs, yeah, they suck. I would never drink any of it. It tastes nasty. I would much rather have, like everybody knows, a Miller Lite. But at the end of the day, they it seems like they make some pretty good beers. So I'd be into it. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, Evan? Yeah. Um, I'm okay with wheat beers. This one has a lot of spice, which mm-hmm. is, is different. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, just you know hit you a little harder than than what i expected yeah it's pretty like strong spicy off the rip yeah. yeah um i'm gonna honestly say i'm not the biggest fan of it yeah. just because that initial hit maybe mm-hmm. as i get through the beer you know what it reminded like, me of is almost like when you pop open a bag of potpourri mm-hmm. like that it oh yeah that like initial smell bang, yeah like but you're spicy, getting it in your mouth correct for sure not ideal yeah like, kind of chewing on a pine cone a little bit maybe and potpourri, huh? Potpourri, that's pine cone. That's a great that, word. That is a great... Like, I mean, think that, about that. You hit the right? nail on the head there, man. Honestly, Mom opens a bag of potpourri for the fall. This is it. I, a liquid can. When you first opened your mouth, I thought you were going to say bag of poop. 
Uh, I'm gonna be honest. That's and I was like, right there. I was gonna go, ah, bud. I don't uh, know if we're that fun. Nope. But then you said potpourri, and that was the word yeah. I would have never thought. That's of. what. So that's what I taste. Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, Bobby, you've never been on the show before. Maybe you've listened. Maybe you haven't. <laughs> but how we rate it here is uh, on a scale of one to ten Buckeye leaves. Oh, okay? I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm sure. For those who have listened, realize that I'm the only person that uses half Buckeye leaves. Yeah. But you're so <laughs> I have a deal with that because okay. week two, I come in, I feel like I have to go full leaf, full sticker, right? And then you start. You throwing can't in get hats. a half. Hold on, you can't get a half a sticker on the helmet, right? Correct. Yeah, it's not a thing. Maybe you it, can. No, no, it's you not. You get hit not hard possible. enough in the helmet, so I let. No. You're telling me that one couldn't chip off. It slightly? could chip, but they're but gonna. The next make the week, they're gonna fix it. Next week, but that week, it's a half half leaf. Mm. I'm just putting it out. Questionable there. Questionable call. I'm just Here's putting it out there. I'm, I'm just saying, you kind of led me down a bad alley that way. I thought. Listen, I host this show. Half Buckeye leaves are okay for you guys. Fair. I don't like it, but if you have to, I get it. We right. we've known you long enough, Caleb. You just do you, buddy. You right? <laughs> what do you mean, Bobby? I don't know who you are. You're just a guest on the show. <laughs> we we've been here a minute or two in this basement. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Bobby, I'm gonna start with you. I want to hear your uh, rating, one to ten Buckeye leaves. So we're ten's best, right? Ten is it, like literally. You would rather yeah. drink it other than water. That's it. That's a mm-hmm. that's a national championship. Like. The Strong best year, you can yeah, possibly ever. Nectar yes. of the gods, I believe Nectar, you call it. Nectar of the gods, Great. yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, and this is actually, I actually like this beer. Okay. I, I do. Wow. Surprise, because I, I do like a juicy New England, mm-hmm. and I feel like this, it has the onion, or onion. Oh, oh Jesus. Man, I, the I orange peel. Is that onion beer? Sorry. That sounds The vile. onion yeah. is great. No, but, I'm going to give it a six. I, I, six wow. buckeye leaves. Six buckeye okay. leaves, yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry about the onion. <laughs> that kind of threw me off because now I'm going to feel like I'm going to taste onions yeah. or something. Yeah, like, well, yeah. the potpourri thing. I mean, it the just can't, doesn't get any. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get any. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So I now that, that I'm up. a couple sips in, I'm kind of used to the spice, I think. That coriander is kind of normal to me. I'm going to go five and a half. I'm Love gonna it. I'm going to take a page out of Caleb's book here. So you did leaf. the half leaf. Yeah. Do you want to know why he's allowed? Because he's a special I'm a, co-host, I'm a co-host tonight. tonight yeah. So I'm going to do so it. So he's allowed I'll half. Yeah, I'm yep. going to do it. Five and a half. Yep, love it. It is growing on me a little bit. Those first couple sips, it kind of catches you by surprise. But yeah, it, it's fine. It, it's okay. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's horrible. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a fan of anything with orange flavor mm-hmm. i just have never liked onion flavor yeah yeah or onion orange, orange same thing yeah yeah. Yeah. I, yeah never been a fan of that mm-hmm. type of thing uh so this one's gonna be pretty low on my totem pole now i have drank uh masthead ipa mm-hmm. and that one i would rank very high very oh, yeah. tasty very but i was trying to go something different here um i'm gonna go ahead and go 4.5 okay on this one. Because, like I said, don't like orange. I'm going to tough it out. It's a beer. I'm going to finish it. Of course. I mean, it's not an... You're ab- not a quitter. Right. I mean, plain and simple. Right. I mean, don't gas me up, all right? Um, so, yeah, 4.5 on that one. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily drink this again, but if someone handed it to me, I would definitely sure. 
drink it because mm-hmm. I would pretty much drink anything anyone handed to me at this rate. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's Friday night. Exactly. Now, the final thing, uh, I know that we just went through that rating, but we do one last little thing where we take a look at the can and we kind of give the can a rating. It has nothing to do with the taste, but like just giving it a look. uh, It's a white, yellow can, got their logo on the front. Nothing really spectacular. You know, talks about what's in it, uh, alcohol percentage. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. It's just kind of basic. Yeah. I wouldn't put it against it. If I saw another beer, like I said, like Masthead IPA, one mm-hmm. that I drank and I like, like that one's green and blue. So right. they kind of focus on the same it's, logo, but yeah. they change the can color really. It's right. nothing spectacular. What is the logo, by the way? It just I think it's Cleveland, this roll right? of paper. Yeah. But is it, 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 it's a newspaper? I, I think so, yeah. I, mean, it wasn't yeah I, think, sure. I think it's a clean logo. It's got the you know Ohio's on the side there and that circle. Um you know, the one thing when you get into like the craft beers, they they do some artwork that's just like when I'm oh, walking it's out through there, the shops, yeah. it's like uh, that's way too intense. Like this is clean, it's easy, it's you know I, I think it's a good good logo, good can. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Bobby, I'm good with it. I just you know the fact that you guys both did a half Buckeye Leaf mm-hmm. after our just little conversation, kind of yeah. you know the fact that I'm in the minority here is a little rough, but you know it's, it's my first time. Well, no, it's my first time here, so... Evan's spot on with two, two halves, halves make a whole. I mean, it's true. let's be honest. We're set. Now, I'm going to say, of course, we like this bland can mm-hmm. because Miller Lite, pretty bland-ass can. The worst. And Bud Light, also pretty bland can, unless they got the Browns Bud Light cans, then... Dog pound. Yeah. yeah. Bland. Yeah, right. 100%. Kidding me? Yeah. So that was the beer segment. Um... Moving on, I know Sean normally does this segment, and I didn't expect Evan to cover this segment because he's a, a, a last-minute fill-in yeah. here. So, And I don't know if either of you have actually ever been to this restaurant slash brewery. I actually know Bobby has. Hold on one second. So I know you're moving into a Sean segment. Yes. I mean, can it, I know this is episode four, right. but I think it needs to be renamed. To. to the Corvid special. The Corvid special. <laughs> because there's so much stuff happening right now. I mean, neither Evan or I knew what we were walking into. Correct. And here we are, you know, and you're running the show. It's great. Yeah. I know Sean would rather be here. Mm-hmm. And I know you're picking up some of the slack, but Sean's really good on this. And I've oh, listened yeah. to some of the episodes. Awesome. I'm going to be honest. So I, I think the Corvid special, Corvid you got it. So that way, when you roll into each of these segments, right. it's because of Corvid right. that yeah. we're doing it this way. 100%. Right? Okay. 100%. Cool. Yeah. I just want to be honest. Sean is 100% the better, I, we, I call it the straight edge guy. Because mm-hmm. he's can stay on task. He's got the good, like, hey, this is what we're talking about. I know how to say, all right, Evan, mm-hmm. you tell me. Once I get rolling... Who knows where I could end up? Oh. We could be talking about beer, and 10 minutes from now, I'm going to be like, did you catch the Cuban national soccer game? Correct. I don't like. I have no, I don't even know why I just said that. I just uh, looked up at the window and thought Cuban national soccer. There's a big soccer, soccer game happening in Cincinnati right now. Right? Is there? Yeah. I don't this follow weekend. soccer, yeah. so I Absolutely. No yeah. It is. But that's, that's what – Sean is much better. So, yes, I like the Corvid special. Yeah. We're going to – Roll with that title yeah. for this episode for sure. You're just the wild card, but that's all right. Perfect. Listen, it's a good. Yin that's, and a, that's my only that's, ask for the night. I know I'm the guest. That's I why should, it's perfect. You know, just be yeah. quiet. But, 
It's no. just the way this thing's uh-huh. all going. It's going to get derailed at some point, oh, and easily. we just need to name it before it It's happens. actually already getting derailed. <laughs> it's so derailed. It's, it's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. Luckily, I've got my prep sheet. We're going to be yep. just fine. Just fine. So, I, like I said, I know Bobby has been to this place. Evan? I have, I have not. No, you have not? Okay, no. so the place I'm talking about is 1487 Brewery. Uh, it's located in Plain City. Uh, last, I believe it was Saturday, uh, Sean and I went there to grab a beer, uh, not thinking like, Hey, we needed a restaurant for the episode. Mm -hmm. So it worked out perfect. Um, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, like I said, located in Plain City, Ohio, uh, atmosphere of the place. Let me tell you. So you pull up at the very beginning and it's like a warehouse. I mean, when when it used to be like a Napa Auto Parts or something, it, right? Yeah, it's oh, wow. it's just 100%. a big okay. building that yeah. When you pull up, you're like not sure if I'm going into Sideswipe Brewing. Bobby remembers how many that times that is a terrible place to go into. <laughs> Great beer though, right? Literally in a storage unit, literally in the bad oh. part of town, in a terrible part of town. Yeah, perfect. So kind of gave a little bit of that feel. But then as soon as you actually get in the building, like the inner parts of it actually felt like a German beer hall. Like it felt like you were in a, a big, I mean, big bar in the front. They got their big steins and everything all over the place. They got the the locked up steins like oh, they do at Hofbrauhaus oh, yeah. where you can yeah, be yeah, part yeah. of like the mug club mm-hmm. or whatever. And then as you leave the inside part, <laughs> they actually have an outdoor patio like all gravel with picnic tables they got a fire pit they got like a uh i don't know what you want to call an out that outside like roof that's over some of the picnic tables Mm -hmm. but it's not like enclosed yeah i don't know what the name is for that but they have that too um super laid back the employees were super nice didn't know what to expect for the food Mm -hmm. uh all I had heard from Bobby it, before is that it was just average. It wasn't the food, bad. It wasn't the, no, amazing. the food's good. It It is like it's a limited menu. So if you go there multiple times, you're getting the same thing. Right. Sure. But the beer garden, which yeah. you're talking about yeah. with the outdoor, the fireplace and stuff, it is that is amazing. It yeah. It's great. Definitely a place to visit, especially if you're drinking a beer just like with a bunch of people who have never even been there. Sure. I mean, you don't need to get a ton because they'll just give you a liter off the rip. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, yeah. let's just clang these glasses right. and beer fest is yeah. all. You know what you I mean? You know why I'm here. Exactly. Yeah. Plain and simple. Right. They had a stein holding contest oh. coming up, and I was like, let me enter. Yeah. Then I realized the world record is 28 minutes. I couldn't hold it nope. for a minute and 30 seconds. Nah. So I'm out on that because yeah. I ain't qualifying for uh-uh. jack shit no. at that point. No, no. Um, genre of the restaurant is... German brewery. I think that's a fair. Well, I guess 1487 doesn't really give off the yeah, German, you, but I well, said uh, German beer hall. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you got to explain 1487, <laughs> where that comes from, right? You remember yeah, that, Yeah, you right? know, I didn't actually get that part down in the notes. Okay. But, I mean... If you if you know, then I mean, go I, ahead and rip I it out there. I can kind of put let's, it let's out there. Let's piece it together here. So, apparently there's like a code for how to make beer, and it was created in 1487. It was, it was created in 1516, it says on so, their website. But, so but I got that in there. Remembers. 
So you, you started out your story. But that's I, why I was thrown off about the 1487. But I swear it was the fact that they created the beer, the the code of how to brew beer in 1487. Hmm. They may have, but then it officially became a thing in 1516. So that's why I was confused. Because okay. their website very even confusing. says 1516. I got the burps. Oh, it's that spiced coriander. Yeah. I, can just feel it. I mean, you, you gave it a low rating, so I yeah. mean, you're, you're getting, trying to try get you a Bud Light or something. I, I'm getting close to that point. Yeah. Um, food selection there. They had bologna, cheeseburger, chicken sandwiches, salads. For sides, they had onion rings, French fries, warm German potato salad. Mm-hmm. I did not get the warm German potato salad, but Sean did. Said it was amazing. We did get a onion ring appetizer. Mm. Legendary. The sauce that you dip the onion right rings in. Right up Bobby's in, alley. You can Onion. Me. I mean. Loves it. Is it in the beer? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. We're going to keep the coming back to this going onion. going off the rails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I get a new chair, by the way? That's all I got. I, mean, I feel oh, like I'm like in a like yeah. it's gonna fall apart. I mean, I'm this it special might. guest, well, and I got this chair. Listen, that's all I had to offer. Okay. We're, <laughs> this is an early Sorry. podcast. We're not. We were going off. We were, yet, we're going so. off the rails here, so I figured I'd just throw that out. I there. get it. Uh, but I did have the chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. It was like. One of those chicken sandwiches that's perfectly flattened. Mm-hmm. You know, real thin, oh, crispy, yeah. delicious. Okay. I'd eat it again in a minute. Mm. In a minute. Um, everybody else liked their food, too. I mean, I don't know if I'm going back there just to eat, yeah. but, like, I'm not afraid to order something to eat there. Yeah. The beer, though, is, I mean, off the chain. Yeah. So that's the next part of this. I mean, they do have beer, wine. Uh, they follow a German purity law, which, like Bobby said, was either in 1487 or I said 1516, one, one of the, of the two. two. But uh, the law is that they can only use malt, water, and hops. You can't like put any other hmm. stuff in it, so that's what makes it like as pure, pure as yeah, possible. Yeah. And they've got Kolsch's, Helles, Hefeweizen, Radler's, Dunkel's. I mean... Anything you can possibly imagine, yeah. yeah. And it comes in half liter, liter, pints. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. And the the liter, I looked it up because Sean and I, when we went there, we got a liter. Sure. It's three and a half beers. Perfect. And I was like, okay, this is done deal. Yeah. Let me get two of these bad boys and done. Let's get let's get going. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh. I love that part of it. I mean, it's cool to go and get one of those big steins, oh, yeah. too, rather than just drinking out of your normal pint glass. Yeah. I'm sure you can get a pint glass, oh, yeah. like, beer ordered there, but, like, if you you're going go to that place, you want the, the big glass. Yeah, I mean, at Coffbrow's, so I would never go there and order a pint. Right. Give You'd me, look like a loser. Yeah, give me the big boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, speed of service, it's a sit-down uh, expect to be there for a little while, especially if you're drinking a liter, mm-hmm. unless you're literally the cast of Beer Fest. <laughs> I mean, they'll drink it fast as shit, but, True. I mean, we were there for an hour and a half, probably, mm-hmm. and that was a beer, food, appetizers, everything, so, like, yeah. if you have more than one, give yourself some time, okay. I mean, that's for sure. Um, price expectations for a couple, anywhere between 50 and 70 bucks. A liter of beer is like twelve dollars, mm-hmm. and then the meals were like thirteen, fourteen bucks a piece. Yeah. So by the time you get out of there with tip and everything, it was 
sure. somewhere between that range. But good spot. Not some place I think I'd be like, hey, you want to meet at 1487? Sure. Like, it's close by, too. I was going to um, say, how far of a drive was it? Like, so, central um, Ohio area. I'm central so bad with, like, Hilliard area, whatever. anything like that. If everyone knows where Costco in Plain City is, it's right past it. Okay. I would so say it's just outside, of, just outside of Dublin. But like 10 or 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Five, yeah. five oh. minutes outside of Dublin. Okay. Is yeah, all so it's not yeah, too it's, far. It's yeah. not far. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, yeah, good spot. If you haven't been there, uh, give it a try. Uh, good spot if you like good beer. Yeah. I mean, the beer is amazing. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Go there for the beer. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Love it. Next week's uh, place uh, that we're going to be going to is the 1126 restaurant. It's on High Street. It is a uh, modern Japanese and sushi restaurant. I've heard fantastic things. Really looking forward to going there. I've heard they've got some like mega sushi rolls. Like big sushi guy. Oh, big sushi guy. Perfect. I mean, Emma loves to get it more than I do, mm-hmm. but I I like to indulge sure. in the good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, before we get any farther into some more segments, I want to remind everybody again about following us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Columbus underscore uncut. Uh, you can also follow Evan on Twitter. Oh. He's on there. I don't know his handle. He might be able to tell you. Uh, yeah, he doesn't even know it. Bobby was on Twitter or is on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I yeah. like to just peruse things. Right. I don't really post anything. Right. Yeah. So but maybe I don't. check all this stuff but yeah i'm not gonna post it so maybe don't follow him Uh, yeah don't follow me you can follow me on twitter which you can find on uh the columbus uncut page it's at searidge 105 pretty legit i do post uh mostly browns i was gonna say i only post during buckeye and browns games yeah it's just stuff i might throw a like here and there yeah and a couple retweets is some funny stuff yeah you you throw in some likes and stuff like that yeah and then, enough to keep it going. Right. And then you can also follow Sean on Twitter. I think his is like Sean26 or something. I don't, it's also on Columbus yep. Uncut. So find us there if you want to look at some mediocre tweets and photos of oh, stuff. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Or elite. elite. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, moving on. To the uh, Columbus sports segment, also not my segment. This Correct. is Sean's segment. Corbett special. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Corbett special. Uh, so I cut out a lot of what Sean would normally talk about because he looks up, you know, when all the events are going to be happening. Yeah, and I mean wrestling, right. Softball. I mean, you name it. I'm He's... not that good at that. Yeah. So I just dialed it into. Let's talk about the Buckeyes versus the Hoosiers yeah, coming up tomorrow, tomorrow at yeah. 7.30 p.m. Yep. I mean, I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be a blowout, but I'm interested to hear what y'all's thoughts are on if Indiana's even any good in mm-hmm. your eyes. Yep. Bobby, go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously the Buckeyes are favored, so how much are they favored by? 21 points. 21 points. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so obviously Indiana's not that good, or we're either like hitting our stride. I mean, it's gonna be you know a lot of touchdowns by Ohio State. We know that. I mean, C.J. Stroud is like off the charts good. I mean, people say that he's been you know just so-so, or they 
don't think too much of him or whatever. I mean, when it comes to this quarterback, he isn't, what, 19 years old? Yeah. I mean, obviously, first year playing in big stadiums, and this kid shows up every single week. Correct. And, I mean, it's going to be – Buckeyes are going to win for sure. I mean, but when it comes to the score, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I'm interested, honestly, and I was just listening to, like, or hearing people talk about this on the radio this week, about we were all so concerned on if C.J. Stroud was actually good when yeah. early in the season, but we didn't realize maybe how bad his shoulder injury was. Mm-hmm. And then he actually got healed up. And I think we're seeing, like, the real C.J. Stroud. Well, the last, since the Akron game, I mean, he didn't play in the Akron game, but since that point, and he almost seems like a completely different person. Right. I mean, he was... For maybe how injured he was, he was still throwing it well. Mm-hmm. But now he's throwing it, like, well, well, if that's even I, worse. I saw something somewhere where his QBR, like, for the first four or five games of the mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. is better than any other QB, Correct. like, oh, ever yeah. to play at Ohio State. And, like I said, he's 19 years old, which that, yeah. to me, is incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's that filling he, in shoes of a Justin Fields, of a Dwayne Haskins, of a JT Barrett, Cardell. I mean, these guys that Ohio State fans are so lucky to have, we don't realize it at the time, and we just expect it year after year after year. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback that's top two, three in the country right. every year. And we get this new guy in, yeah, sure, you know, the Oregon game wasn't what we wanted, but he still threw for almost 400, 500 yards. Actually. It was, he wasn't was, the problem. Yeah, correct. I so, mean, He's he is legit. Right, hundred percent. Hundred percent. No question. I'm honestly looking forward to the game. I hate that we're wasting a night game. It feels like, but it's also not at our place, so yeah. it's Indiana's like way to bring people into the but stands. The, clearly, the, the next game against right. Penn State is, is also a right. night game, and they're talking about the Nebraska game even being a night game too, which to me is just. I mean, like why? I mean, that would the Penn State game starting to be our third, game. right? Oh, that's four then. Yeah, yeah, four night games already, mm-hmm. and then if they add Nebraska, that would be five. That's these kids are eighteen it's to twenty one. Prime years old. time, yeah, I know, Ohio State. Like you know, we're bringing the ratings. Well, it, I know that's what's is, incredible, right? With you know, Nebraska isn't what they were. They, they've been disappointed in this past few years, but. When you look at the rankings, college football is nuts right now, but it's Big Ten driven. Oh, I mean, ever I mean, what is it? Five, six teams in the top 10, 12 right now? I think there's so yeah, any, five anytime teams. Anytime the there's going to be a big matchup between Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Iowa, even though they just lost, I mean, you got to have it on prime time. Oh, yeah. Those, those are the big ones right now. 100%. Bama lost to a nobody. I mean, they're still Bama. But, like, yeah. you got. Tons of good Big Ten teams that you know people are going to want to watch because they are highly ranked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so I, I mean, look at Purdue Chris. is ranked twenty five right now. Like, right, it, just like that, we got seven teams ranked right now. Right. I mean, they you always used to talk about the SEC and how they had all these mm-hmm. teams ranked and like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like we're almost switching gears now because the SEC, sure. some of these teams are actually. Just straight up horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrible. Mizzou, yeah. how bad are they? Right. Have yeah, they that, have they won more than three games in a seat? I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to get totally off topic, and I don't even watch Mizzou football. But I think they've won three games a season for 20 straight years. <laughs> it's that bad. They had a couple years. 
When were they? Nineteen forty six. No. I mean, were they even a college then? It's that bad. It's that bad. They're atrocious. Are we allowed to talk about the team up north though? I mean, no. is that is that not allowed on this? Yeah. I know it's well, the Columbus we're Uncut. Talk about it when they play them. I just don't understand how the rankings work with that team being Every where they year are. They want to do it, and they want to put Michigan up there. And I, crazy Ohio State fans, we're biased, we're psychos. I get it, but. I truly think it's because it gets us going on social media, on all these things, mm-hmm. talking about it, and just getting that name out there. Yeah. Because what what has Harbaugh done other than almost ruin his Absolutely career nothing. and get fired? And then get an extension for being bad. Get an extension, but then had to come back and take a pay cut because they realized, okay, he's well, not what he looked Well, that's the thing. I heard that they actually <clears throat> came to him after the last season with how bad it was yeah. and they offered him an extension at a super low rate thinking that he'd be like okay no I'm not doing it for that price and then he'd be gone they wouldn't have to fire him it's good for both sides and he just straight up took it sure because I think he knew it's <laughs> incredible literally I think he knew he was not getting another job probably yeah. unless he was going to work for I mean look at freaking uh, Gus Malzahn's at UCF right now right. We, I mean we just saw that on the TV it's yeah. Well, you can't go from NFL to college to sucking at college and then back to the NFL as a head, head coach. That's right. just not going to no. happen. No. So, yeah, he's got to. He could probably get a job at Otterbein. <laughs> Capital. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they probably have an open spot for a guy who can't beat Ohio State, right? I mean, yeah. They, they're good. I, they're better than what they've been. But, Correct. But I still just don't understand the where. The talent gap. When you yeah, think about it, it's crazy. It's incredible. I don't, I don't, I don't care what the week is. We care about it way more than they do. They can have their year. They can have just like they thought they had their revenge tour. Have that work out. It's pretty damn well for them. I mean, they got to no. play. They got to play Michigan <laughs> State here soon, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's where I'm like, Michigan State should destroy them. <laughs> We're coming into the gauntlet of yeah, games up here where it's like Michigan's playing Michigan State. We got to play Purdue, who's mm-hmm. now ranked, and we got to play Michigan State, and we got to play potentially Iowa if they make it to the Big Ten Championship. Mm-hmm. Like The fact that Penn State isn't even the game I, is just right, right. beyond me. I mean, nobody would ever have thought that at the beginning of the year. Right. I mean, they're, if they win this week against, um, oh gosh, who do they have this week? Illinois. Mm-hmm. If they beat them, maybe they jump another spot because they're gonna just try to get. I feel like our rankings as close mm-hmm. as they can because that's how they can sell the game: a five-seven yeah. or a five-six sure. playing each other. So Who knows what's gonna happen? Right. I mean, there's been so many ones, twos, three. Yeah, I mean, the top. I saw something or heard something today, and it was the preseason top twenty-five. I think it was 14 of those teams currently this week are not in the top 25. Wow. Think about that. That's 14 of the top 25 in the preseason are no longer even ranked in the top 25. That's how crazy this college football year has been. Well, and thank God Clemson is not, and I can't take another minute of oh, Dallas. Oh, broken. DJ Oogalagalai. <laughs> that's hey, that, for yeah, I, As far as I'm concerned, that's how you say it. He Very is good. terrible. Terrible. He, I don't know if he has an offensive touchdown. Yeah, he has, of, a lot of money he has a lot of. He has a lot of defensive touchdowns <laughs> from throwing interceptions because yeah. he sucks. Yeah, 
I mean, all right. So hold on. So can we go through? I, I, and I know I'm going to derail. That this is a sure. Corvid special. Yeah. So why are we ranking teams that early on? Is that can we get into that topic what, so at all? They, it's just it's, it, it's to me you cannot know with these obviously CJ Stroud being 19 correct. years old. Yeah, these yeah. kids, you can't know at that stage what that team is going to do. Mm-hmm. And and here we are, you know, oh yeah, Clemson's two sure. and you know, obviously Alabama's going to go undefeated again. Mm-hmm. And that's not happening either. So there's so many different stories that have but why don't they just let those stories go on with what is yeah. happening in before they rank them. Right. Yeah. And I think that plays better into the media's hand. Correct. Than it's, what it's it is for currently. fans and media, right? Yeah, because I, when I still you go think... down to it, the locker room, the coaches, the players—they don't care. Yeah. Sure, they see it. They it maybe gives them a little push here and there, but it gives us as fans something to talk about. It gives the media something to talk about, right? And it's just—it's just thrown onto their plate, and they have to accept it. I don't think it doesn't give any players, coaches, an edge. Oh, we're third. We're not second. We're tenth. We're not. You know. We're not in the top ten. Whatever it is, I don't think players and coaches care about it. I think it's more for media and the fans. Yeah, it's just, to me, it's a money thing. And also, they're just trying to get your attention yeah. to focus on something or think about, you know. Yeah, hey, college football's coming. Exactly. Right? So, hey, let's talk about, oh, uh, I mean, I see the thing all the time still. Obviously, Clemson is not good this year, but people still keep bringing up last year when Ohio State was ranked whatever. And... Dabo was like, they're not even the 11th right. best yeah, team or yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, people are still bringing that up. And, like, th- someone probably took it out of context maybe, uh, like, starting this season, but people still talk about that, oh, which yeah. is just a grab. And that's why the rankings up until you've played, like, and I, that's why I think they wait so long in the college football playoff to – you know, announce Correct. your top four or whatever. The rankings up until this point, when they start that, right. are literally pointless Correct. because and that's all that you literally have no. It's game. literally just because they want people talking about, oh, this isn't the number one mm-hmm. team, this isn't the number four team. It has right. nothing to do with how good actually people are. Right. It takes until week six or mm-hmm. whatever, and then you're like, okay, this is actually how good these people are. Yeah, and rankings are trash. I mean the. It feels like the the playoff is already basically decided at the beginning of sure. the year anyway because you just want mm-hmm. your you know big fan bases who are going to travel wherever you go. Right. And, and I I'm not going to deny Ohio State is probably always going to be considered that because we have oh, no one question. of the largest traveling sure. fan bases. It's not, not and an so argument. we're at an advantage. Also, compared to like a Cincinnati, sure. But I hope this year Cincinnati wins out because I would love to see another team like them get a shot at it, mm-hmm. even though they might get smacked. I mean, who knows? But give them a shot one time, right before you expand to this eight-team playoff or or six-team, whatever it's going to be, where you're going to actually see that more often. Like we're talking about the four best teams and potentially. University of Cincinnati right. could potentially be one of those four. That's just wild. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you brought up UC. But the thing is, the name we haven't even talked about, and the number one team in the country, Georgia. Yeah. Like, b- even though UC is ranked two, tell me this. They played a team like Georgia. 
what where do, where are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's I don't think it's even close. No, I don't. I mean, actually. and that's where what is the rankings then? If a team like Georgia goes against UC, and we all know what the outcome is going to be, right? Well, but I'm going to be honest. I don't actually know how good Georgia is. Like, I haven't really watched so that many snaps. But you watch. We watched them. I think everybody did play Clemson, and the final score was what seventeen to seven or fourteen to seven. I don't even know. But it was a close matchup, and look how bad Clemson is. Sure, it's it's Georgia's defense, right? They are. The ridiculous, they're linebackers, they have a ridiculous defense. But when I start to think about, you know, the past two years, you got Devin Smith, that Bama team last year that beat us. Unbelievable, maybe the best offense of all time. The year before that was said to be the best offense of all time. Now you got Ohio State that's breaking all these records, maybe the best offense of all time. So you're going back to back to back years, right? I mean, who says that? You know, Ohio State, now that they got their feet wet, they're getting their footing, they're getting these confidence. C.J. Stroud's unreal, right? What does a Georgia defense do against an offense that maybe is the best of all time? Right. I mean, it's 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 definitely a debate. Yeah, and that's why I almost wish, and I don't want to get totally off topic here because, hey, this is not a sports podcast, but we're, we're yeah. going on a little bit of a tangent here. Sure. I sometimes wish that you did not schedule games – so many years in advance. I think it would be like badass to mm-hmm. see if you, I, I don't think it's even possible, but if there was some way that you could just schedule mm-hmm. games almost like week to week or month to month, because like I, I'm sure it would be a big fight, yeah. but like how badass would it be? We're talking about our offense, the number one offense in the nation right now, mm-hmm. going against the number one defense in the nation, right. like Georgia. If we just hit them up and we're like, all right, November 1st. Let's play yeah. and see what's going on. Because, A, a gazillion people are going to tune in. Oh, yeah. But then, like, maybe you probably lose people after whatever the result is. Because can you schedule as cool of a game? Like, when you got yeah. – they have the playoff, and that's why they get so many that's people to watch it, yeah. and they build up to that. So if you did it week to week, it probably wouldn't work out. But I sometimes wish that you – because what if Ohio State and Georgia never meet? And if they're really the number one offense, the number one defense, and we don't ever even get to see sure. that happen, I feel like you're losing. I mean, the NCAA is probably losing out on gazillions uh, of dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah no and we win or lose, I think we want to see that for our team. I mean, as Buckeye fans, we always want to go up against the. We want to see how our team stacks up against the best teams. Sure. No question. And there are teams out there that are not that way, though. They're scared as hell. They're like, oh, I don't. Right. I don't want to face that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But All right, so before we get, but yeah, let's, totally let's out get of control our, here. Let's get <laughs> that was literally Bobby's fault. Sorry, <laughs> I just had to happen. We Perfect have to special. get the uh, Buckeyes versus the Hoosiers uh, score prediction. Uh, I have Buckeyes forty nine, Hoosiers twenty one. Uh, the Buckeyes are a twenty one point favorite. So, Bobby, what do you got? I'm gonna go fifty two. To twenty three. Got it. And Evan? Yep, same same ballpark. I'm going fifty six to seventeen. I think we handle business, get in and out of Bloomington and and on to Penn State. We all got a Buckeye victory. I'm excited to actually watch it and yep. see it happen before our eyes. Before we get uh, crazy off topic on sports again, we're actually gonna move on to our last segment here, which is the one that everyone came to listen to. 
which is our interview of Bobby Sneed, oh, yeah. general manager at Heritage Golf Club. I, and when I talk about an absolute professional, oh, I mean, look at him. Absolute yeah. professional. I mean, through everything he does at work, look at his appearance. Mm-hmm. Just he exudes professional at all times. Yep. And that's what we love about him. 100%. Um, normally, I would be the you know first person to ask a question, but before we even ask a question, I want Bobby to just give us a little rundown about himself. You know, where you're from, what kind of family life you got rocking, you know, just... Just a little bit of info about yourself. I mean, don't tell us you like the Dallas Cowboys, even though it's your favorite team, because we don't want to hear that garbage. But, I mean, just stuff like that, you know. So, in 1987, oh, February Jesus 21st. Christ. This is going to take an hour. <laughs> All right, fine. I won't go that far. But, uh, yeah, so a little bit about myself. So, um, obviously, grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Went to Reynoldsburg High School. Graduated from there. Went to Ohio State because my dad worked at Ohio State, and when I tried to apply for other schools, and he told me that I was going to get half off at Ohio State, say, so, you know what, the money does matter at the end, so I uh, ended up going there. You know, I didn't I didn't really have a choice, but I wanted to go there anyways, and uh, graduated from Ohio State in the professional golf management degree. Evan knows a lot about that. Oh yeah, and uh, so when I did a couple internships at Scioto uh, Country Club. I don't know if Caleb's ever heard of that, uh, but went there, uh, did an internship, graduated. I was like, man, you know, I, I grew up in Columbus, went to school in Columbus, graduated from Ohio State, ready to get out of town and see where this profession takes me. So I went out to Jackson Hole, Wyoming on a whim, you know, applied for a job, got the job. Ended up being an assistant golf pro out there and uh, worked there for two years. In the winter times, obviously, there's not a whole lot of golf in Wyoming. So I wintered in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I was down there in West Palm Beach for two winters. So after being down in West Palm Beach, I made my way back to Columbus. Working at Mirfoot Village Golf Club. Uh, Caleb, have you ever heard of that? You know, I actually have heard of that yeah. place since I haven't heard of PGM, which I was in, and I haven't heard of Scioto <laughs> Country Club, which I played at more times than I can count on one hand. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot you out of the PGM thing. Uh, I, I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so made my way back home. Uh, worked at Mirfoot Village Golf Club for five years. Uh, obviously worked five memorial tournaments. Uh, worked the President's Cup. And then I also uh, had the opportunity to go work down at the Masters and work at, work at Augusta. So uh, un- unreal time there. And sure enough, you know, one day I'm at Mirfield and talking to the head pro and the general manager. And they said, you know what? Are you ready to be a GM? And of course, I shit my pants, and I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, I'm good for that." Like, I'm absolutely 27 years old, ready to go. You know, I hadn't been a head pro anywhere, but uh, here we are. And uh, sure enough, interviewed for the job at Heritage Golf Club, and uh, got the job, and have been there ever since. So it's been seven years now, which is surprising and shocking to say, but. Uh, 
apparently I'm getting pretty old. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's you know just a brief little intro into my career. Well, now now everybody knows. So when we start asking all these questions, mm-hmm. it's going to make a lot more sense. <laughs> yep. And they're not going to be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You know what I mean? Um, like I said before, normally I would ask the first question, but I know Evan's got one that he's been dying to ask first. Yeah. So he's he's going to rip it off first. Here, yeah. So. so first one, um, what are we? Almost a, a month in. How's married life? Bobby just got married. Um, <laughs> We're on a quick trip to Hocking Hills for like a little mini honeymoon. I think you have a, a bigger one coming up. So, so how's all that going? It's going great, man. Like, you know, surprised that I'm still married after these couple weeks. <laughs> Everybody asks me every day, like, oh, yeah. are you still married? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually, it, the hardware is still here. You know, still on the finger. just like you, man. Yeah, you that's know, right. it's uh, that's right. it's a it's a great life to live. I love mm-hmm. being married and Mallory's been amazing. We had the best wedding ever yeah. and of course, you know, getting away for a couple of days. We'll go to Mexico in December, but mm. uh, everybody awesome. needs a little break after their wedding and yeah. things are, you know, fantastic. Good. I just want to say as a little bit of an interjection, this is probably the first time in my lifetime that I'm in a room with people, and I've been married the longest. <laughs> How the hell is that even a thing? All right. I have no I'm idea. Just throw that out there. No I've idea. I've been yeah. married longer than both of you. Yeah, so true. Suck that. All right. Yeah. How about it? You got us there, bud. Uh, I don't know what that says about me, but I do love my wife. Yes, so you do. How about it? Yeah, you better make a plug there. Right, Emma, legend. Um, All right, my turn for a question. I want you to quickly walk us through just a day in the life of a GM. Like, you wake up, do you piss excellence? Or what do you do when you get up and you start your day? I know you're probably answering a phone call the second you get up, but just walk us through kind of, you know, what goes on in your day, you know? Well, I like to tell people that I work 24-7. 24 hours a day, seven months out of the year. That's, I mean, obviously being in Columbus, being in the northern market, I mean, we know the winter times are the best times. You know, the phone's not ringing all the time. Superintendent's not there at 4 a.m. You don't have a food and beverage director or your clubhouse manager there at 11 p.m. giving you a call because, you know, some drunk idiot's doing something. Uh, But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a full-time gig, and I... Even during my wedding, got a phone call literally while I was with the officiant walking down the aisle, getting ready to get married. And it was the fact that the security alarm decided to go off at the club. So if that tells you a little bit about the day in life, you just never know what's going to happen at the club. You try and have like an agenda for the day, and this is what I'm going to complete. Just throw it out the window on your way to work. I mean, you're going to talk to every single person you're going to have something happen that's so far out of left field that you would never expect it um but that's the reason why i love what i do i never go into work and it's never the monotony of you know punching numbers or you know doing the same thing over and over again it's literally something different every single day and you get mandatory golf friday it's the best day of the week which was a thing that I don't know who implemented, but when we were working together... I I did. Okay. That was literally the day I looked forward to the most because it felt like there was no such thing as a day off, but then you get to Friday, it's like, 
three hours of work and then golf and beers with the boys. You have to. I mean, that's you have to experience. And this is my like, and I know I'm probably getting too far into this too fast, but you have to experience what your members are doing every single day, or else you really truly do not know until you hear that question or that concern from a member saying this happened or whatever. Well, you if you're doing it yourself, then you will know what the expectation is and it's almost knowing before that thing happens um and so mandatory golf friday came up because i have to be everywhere but i can't be anywhere unless i actually do what the member is doing Mm -hmm. so coming to the club pulling up getting your bag taken going on the golf course playing you know four hour round coming in having a drink in the pub or enjoying yourself it's it's the way that a member is experiencing their day and if i can do that you know as well then i'm gonna know where i need to focus my energy for the next week because either the experience was bad in the pub or you know one of the you know 18 greens was not you know what what it should be it wasn't rolling fast enough or there's too many ball marks whatever it might maybe you have all those different things that are happening at your club every single day but if you're not out there experiencing it then you have no idea well and plus love that. it made awesome. your staff members happy correct it made it, you happy it, it Caleb. Made me happy yeah. <laughs> and craig and i'm sure which hopefully we'll have yeah. him on the podcast here uh He's got way better stories than any of us. That was one thing that, you know, it kept us juiced going through the the season because, I mean, you know better than anybody, Evan. Mm -hmm. Like, you start to get worn down. And, like, when your boss comes to you and is like, I don't care what you have on your calendar. You can't do anything from 1130 till 4 o'clock every single Friday. We have something we have to do. And it, it was work. But it, like, because you were there. Mm-hmm. That's why it was work. But just getting out there, no, we weren't talking about or talking to any members or talking to about work. We were just chit-chatting about anything other than that, playing golf, having a good time. Yeah. It was a good way to get away. For Bobby, it sounds like it was something different. He was worrying about everything out on the golf course. But I'm getting out there going, oh, my God, I'm yeah, out I of mean, the golf shop for you're 15 keeping your seconds. employees happy yeah. while you're also stepping into the member's shoes to see right. what they're experiencing. And like you said, what's the pros, what's the cons, what can I fix, what can I get better? Because that's what you're, I mean, I right. assume as a general manager, always trying to see what, what can I change and make the experience better for my membership. 100%. Um, so, yeah, my second follow-up question here would be, um, you know, so Bobby mentioned that he worked at Muirfield for uh, five years there. I, I got in there his last season. I was there as an intern. Um, so I worked there for three years. Bobby worked there for five. We kind of met as he was going out. Um, but we worked at, you know, obviously the tournament and everything going on there. So, Bobby, what would be, and there obviously tons of stories, moments, everything that you can think of, right? But if you have one moment, one thing that you love, whatever it is, right? What would be your one thing that you know kind of stuck out to you working at Muirfield? It could be a tournament, it could be who you met, it could be you know anything. Um, but what would be that kind of lasting thing that you always think about when you see Muirfield Village Golf Club? 
I mean, there, it's like you said, endless. It's it's, it's really there's. I have so many connections and so many experiences from that place. No question. That it, I mean, it holds a special place for me. Um, obviously, when I was getting married a couple weeks ago, I mean, I even had my rehearsal dinner there. Right. I had, you know, all the groomsmen there for golf. Um, it's the place that I want to share with everyone. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it's unlike any other place in the country. I, I tell people, and you've heard this from, you know, our former employers and, you know, at Muirfield, mm-hmm. you know, the... Larry Dornish, the head golf professional there for 20-something years. Uh, If you put Muirfield Village next to um, the water or you put them at, you know, in in the mountaintops, it's the number one golf course in the country. And it's not Uh, a debate. And it's not a debate. I mean, you play there and you just know that every single hole, the next hole is just going to be as good as the first. Correct. And it's going to be the the best day. Nobody cares. It's like you lose track of time. Yes. And I've, I mean, the one story that I can bring, and I don't know if you were there or not, was the year that, um, you know, how the Clippers, every year they have the, uh, like the Big Red Machine and mm-hmm. some of the former, you know, Hall of Famers from, you know, Cleveland come or... Um, the Cubs come there and they do like that Hall of Fame game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget walking into the golf shop and I saw Fergie Jenkins <laughs> on oh, yeah. the tee sheet. Yep. And I had a signed baseball from him when I was like seven years old. Yes. And it was given to me by my godparents. And I never in a million years thought I would ever meet this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's so far. I mean, this time, we're talking about the 60s and 70s is when he played baseball. Sure. And here he is at Muirfield Village Golf Club. And you know how it is at Northfield. Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to ask for no, autographs. No. You don't talk to who. It, I mean, we there's so many people that come in and out of that place yeah. every day that you just treat them like anybody else. Yep. And here you go. There's it's no a normal being day. Starstruck. You yep. just you, you do just your job. Do, do your job exactly. And so I was planned and prepared not to say a word. Yeah. And I'm standing at the the counter, and here comes Furry Jenkins down the stairs. And he goes, so I hear there's a big Cubs fan. Oh, man. And, of course, nobody in Columbus, Ohio is a Chicago Cubs fan. Because yeah. nobody else is a loser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nobody wants to root for that team. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, my mom grew up in Chicago. My whole side of my mom's family is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I grew up going to Wrigley Field. Uh, my uncle had season tickets. And it's just a special place for me. And apparently one of the valets had told, or the golf shop had told the valets that, you know, told him that Bobby was a big Cubs fan. Oh, yeah. And he came down to me, and I will never forget this, and he says, hey, do you have, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, can you take me to the driving range? And we went out there, and I gave him a little tip, you know, here or there about, you know, his golf swing, and we talked, obviously, about the Cubs. It was right before the World Series run, so we were... You know, talking about Theo coming in and he's going to be, you know, bringing us a World Series. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, it's the Cubs, man. Come on, this is not going to happen. Yeah. 
And sure enough, you know, 2016 came along and mm-hmm. Cubs won the World Series. And I, th- I think back to that moment every <laughs> single time yeah. that somebody asked me about Muirfield because it's that sort of experience that you, and that, you know, you, you don't get that from any other line of work. Correct. Ever. No. It's not, it, it, you could not have that conversation unless you were working at Muirfield or right. in the golf business mm-hmm. and the connections we make, you know, it's just endless, but I, I thought I would share that with everybody. Love that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and that's an incredible story, but to, I don't want you to pump up Muirfield too much cause you don't work there anymore. No. So I'm going to give you the opportunity yeah. for a free plug on Heritage Golf Club. Oh, okay. And you're hitting us when we're not even popular yet. So that's why it's free. Okay. Okay. Give it a little bit of time when we got a gazillion followers. Then I'm going to be coming to you like, hey, you want to throw a Heritage Golf Club ad <laughs> on the pod? It's yeah. going to cost you a little bit. So here's your <laughs> chance for a free plug. I want you to let everybody on air here know what Heritage Golf Club has to offer. Yep. And anything else that you might want to say about the club that you're currently at. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Heritage Golf Club, been there for seven years. I mean, have you ever heard of Pete Dye? Is that a name that... I mean, I have I, I apparently know. done a lot of things in your eyes, so probably, I have no idea who <laughs> You have no idea who Pete Dye is? I just know who PB Dye is. Oh, do you know who PB <laughs> is? So, yeah. So, obviously, people in the golf world know who Pete Dye is, but uh, his son, PB, designed Heritage Golf Club. Uh, Pete was actually there for the construction of the course, and there's pictures, you know, on the walls in the club of Pete Dye, you know, being there, but, uh, PB, um, was the, the, the golf course itself is, um, extremely, um, I would, I'm not, maybe not extremely difficult, but it's one of those golf courses that you're going to pull out a different club every single time you're there. Uh, it's, it's not for, you know, somebody that's just picking up the game. I think 14 out of the 18 holes have water on it. 13. 13 holes. Okay. Yeah. Former yeah, assistant yeah. Golf yeah. Caleb used to work there. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I forgot about that too, apparently. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's one of those golf courses that you're going to want to play as an avid golfer every single day. It's going to bring you back all the way to the last shot. Um, we have obviously great amenities. The clubhouse is beautiful. We have, you know, social events and, you know, PB's pub is awesome to grab a beer and great 19th hole. But, um, the golf course itself is the reason why people join there. Um, and so we pride ourselves in being one of the best golf courses in central Ohio. Um, so when it comes to, you know, our superintendent's been there for eight years now. Um, he's awesome. The greens are always fantastic. Um, it, uh, when it comes to the golf shop, you know, talked about Craig and earlier, Craig and is this staple Legend. in Columbus, Legend. you know, four year letterman at Ohio state brought a big 10 title. I mean, it's, it's one of those places that members walk in the door and they know that they're here for golf, um, which obviously makes my job easy. Cause I'm obviously coming from the golf background. Um, it's, it's easy for me to talk golf with members and with their guests and just show them what it is to have a great private golf experience. 
Great plug. I mean, for a free plug, I will say uh, any listener that's interested in getting a golf membership, I hear if you go call Bobby Sneed, tell him you're interested in membership, he'll let you in for a dollar. So that's not how that works. Give him a ring and uh, you're getting a dollar membership for. Yeah, if you're lucky to get on the wait list. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. And I create the wait list. So. You give Bobby the dollar to get on the way. It's not actually to play, but yeah. So kind of a good a branch from there. Um, obviously, we've, we've talked about this, kind of hit on it, but now this is going to kind of you know go further in depth here. So you were a golf pro, jumped into the GM role. You know, going from the golf pro to a GM, obviously more to handle, a lot more on your plate there. What would you say was your biggest challenge um, jumping from from golf pro role to the the general manager, uh, dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as a golf pro, you're uh, dealing with a lot of what happens in the golf department when it comes to tournaments, merchandise, those sort of things. Which I mean, obviously, you have somebody buying the merchandise, you have somebody you're giving the lesson to, or you have a tournament that you're running. So there, there are people there that you're trying to, you know, sell something to or sure. have them enjoy. But I mean, when it comes to being a GM, you have to be able to create a team, um, having department heads in food and beverage and in the kitchen, and obviously your superintendent and your head golf professional. Um, you have to create a, a an environment where everybody wants to come to work and enjoy work. Um, you you do obviously deal with members as well. I sure. mean, it's a huge part with um, being a GM, whether it's the good things or the bad things. And obviously, we're always talking about weather. Um, that's uh, oh, people yeah. come to me and they blame me for the weather yep. today. Being one of those examples, you know. It's one of those things where everything that you do is your decision, mm-hmm. um, whether you have any control over it or not. Sure. But if you have a good team in place that is able to handle um, whatever happens that day, um, it it becomes almost a family, um, and that's what I try to 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 do most with with my team at the club is show them that you know. We're all here together. Mm-hmm. We're all here for, for one reason, and that's to create an awesome experience for the membership and their guests. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you work with these people, you know, seven days a week. You're there, you know, at 6 a.m. You're there at 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, and if you want somebody to work with you um, for those sort of hours that are obviously, you know, you're working holidays, whatever else you need to understand that you are also a part of the club and what they're doing as well. So when it comes to any event or any sort of normal day of lunch or dinner or even what's happening on the golf course, you're gonna jump in and do exactly what that person's doing as well Mm -hmm. um, is what gets you through some of the toughest times. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Very, very, very good. <clears throat> well, I mean, kind of jumping off that a little bit, if you weren't a GM and you or you weren't in the golf business at all, what do you think your profession would be? We're going we're gonna to try to get 
some questions here that are a little bit away from, you know, what you do on a day-to-day -to -day basis. So that's why I'm going with if you weren't a GM or a golf pro, what would you do? And don't say, like, professional football player because look at you. you it's not happening. <laughs> Well, obviously, I wanted to be a professional golfer at one point, but that's not happening right. either. Yeah, I, think we all uh, like I, yeah I look at the. Yeah, I do have a Twitter, and I you know peruse the Twitter accounts of Justin Thomas and Kevin Kisner, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I could totally do what those guys are doing. Uh, but you also have to be able it, to hit a gentle yeah, yeah. fade. Which... I hit a gentle fade all the time, Caleb. Let's don't don't even get started. Huge buttercut guy. Huge <laughs> buttercut guy. My yeah. golf swing is absolutely perfect like mm -hmm. everybody wants to emulate my golf yep. all three of us look at it <laughs> yep quick snap draw <laughs> yeah love it book it um if i was not in the golf business oh my gosh that's a tough question if you say nascar driver i'm gonna be so fucking pissed <laughs> <laughs> i i i don't know what i would be doing i mean it's it I have to be working with people like that's I I I didn't understand this and when I was telling you guys about the fact that you know the GM and the head golf pro of Mirfield Village brings me into their office and says no you're ready to be a GM somewhere you literally look at them like there's no way I could possibly do that mm -hmm. um, and for some reason those guys knew who I was before I knew I was capable of doing those things. Sure. And I'm now in the role and couldn't imagine doing something where I wasn't creating a team. Like, that's the biggest thing. I didn't realize that. I mean, you worked at Mirfield with me, Caleb, obviously. Yeah. And Evan was there as well. And it's just one of those things that you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And... Apparently, I've got the thing where people want to be and work with me on completing a project or whatever it is that's happening that day. And, I mean, it's, it's so satisfying when you have this obstacle in your way, whatever it may be, and you've got a group of people that are willing to come together and obviously defeat whatever that obstacle is or complete that project. So yeah. uh, I say all of this with the fact that Caleb doesn't work in Heritage Golf Club anymore. So I'm literally <laughs> laughing while I'm talking about it because I know people go on and they do better things. And, and there's reasons for, you know, people to go and achieve other goals that they want to. But at the end of the day, I've never had somebody leave Heritage and say that that was a terrible place to work and I don't I, I don't want to be a part of that because at the end of the day my goal is to make sure that every employee there at the club is having a good time while also completing whatever it is that we have going on that day so I mean I didn't actually hear whatever you would do besides being the golf business besides being the golf business but I, I can't I can't it's not I don't have about assembling a team and completing a goal sounds like you'd be awesome in construction. That I could. So I could that's do what that. I feel sure. like we should go with because, legitimately, if your goal is let's get this building built, you're gonna form the team, and you're gonna get that shit built immediately. I just want people to enjoy coming to work. 
Or, That's fine. And, and, and whatever it is. It could be construction. It could be at you a hospital. You could be the head coach of the it Dallas be, Cowboys. I, I am going to be the head coach, and that's going to happen. But I, I would rather be the manager of the Chicago Cubs, but we, we'll talk about that on another podcast. Okay. But the thing is, is that being the manager means that you have a group of people that have come together to complete whatever it is that is the task. And when you do that, it's the most satisfying thing. Yeah. To me, at least. That's And that's 100%. what I enjoy. So you can place me at a construction site. I'm good with that. So anywhere I there's mean, a team I, and you can get a complete project done yeah. and just, just be like a cohesive unit. Which, I mean, that's a absolute fantastic quality and thing to have. And I think... There should be more people in the world that have that outlook and mindset because if they did, it would be a much better. I mean, people who still work at when I worked there, great place, had no issues with anything like that. So I know that anybody that still works there or anybody who's going to work there is having that same thing. Like it's a unit, it's a family. You go in there, I mean, it was some of the best days of my life. You know, things happen to people and life happens and, mm-hmm. you know, people got to go different ways. But that's just a great testament to the teams that you have built. Because you've had to build many teams since you've been there. Seven years. I mean, I think there's, what, two people maybe who have been there the whole time? Yeah. I mean, there we haven't had many people leave. That's like, what I, mean. I, yeah. I, I have not had... A turnover in staff. Obviously, when I first got there, there was a turnover. But when I'm like, once I had the people in place that I wanted to be there, doing what it is that we do best, which is providing a great golf experience for our members, um, it's you know at that point a great place to work, and that's everybody wants that. I mean, I, I haven't talked to anybody ever that goes to work and says. You know what? I'm. I hate going here. And if they do, they leave, and it's immediate. But when you come to work at Heritage, it's this family unit that you talk about, and we just we have fun. I mean, it's it's a great place, and I I love working there. Heritage is awesome. Uh, the the membership loves to come and and see us and. You know, it's I, I don't know. I'm mean, at the end of the day. I I think I'm where I need to be, and it's it's really good. Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. All right, so Caleb, I know you said you wanted to somewhat branch off of golf, but being a golf pro, I can't help it. I'm gonna wrap it up with my last question here, uh, Bobby. Dream foursome. Okay. It can be anybody. It doesn't have to be just professional golfers. It can be any celebrity, anyone. Family doesn't matter. Where would you play, and who would fill out your foursome? And if it doesn't include Evan and I, get the fuck out of here. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Can I include you two guys? Because sure. I mean, that's uh, it's a. Uh, uh, can I have a dream threesome, need, or is that not for oh, this podcast? <laughs> if you need to, if you need to have throw a Fergie two, Jenkins in two there, two foursomes, throw a I totally Dak get it. Prescott, yeah. whoever you need to, right? 
Where mean, would you play? I, yeah. who, who would fill it out for you? I so obviously now that we've been on the podcast for over an hour, I'm going to try and wrap this up quickly. Yeah. But no, we're not even close. It, to are we? Are, <laughs> are we going to keep going? But it, I obviously I born in Texas. My mom's from Chicago. I have like weird affiliations with teams, mm-hmm. the Cowboys and the Cubs, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're just a homer." Well, I went to Ohio State. I have a reason for all the sure. teams that I root for. My dream foursome. I I mean, obviously there's got to be a golfer in there. Has to. Has to be. And I mean, my last name is Sneed, so I mean I don't spell it the same way. Doesn't matter. Sammy. But I I mean I've had people call me Slamming Sammy since I was like five years old. Love it. And I had no idea who that old yeah. guy was. And so I would have Sam Snead in there. Had, had to be. 100%. Um, by the way, if you're ever in West Virginia and you play his golf course down there, mm. yeah, unreal. It's so good. Love Where he it. grew up, I mean, no wonder he was so good. Yeah. Because I played there and I think I shot like 110. Most wins of all time. It's, yeah. It, Tiger's going to probably beat it, pending, he, but he's still got it. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully. I mean, we can't get on a tangent, boys. Oh, I know. Right. Well, I know <laughs> this is the Corbin special. We got Bobby and Slam and Sneed so far. Yeah. So two Sneeds are in the group for sure. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Who would be my next one? It would probably be, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's tough. it would be. Mm. Could I throw in like Bill Gates? Is Anybody. that weird? Like, Literally, is that a weird like really throw? You want Bill Gates, like he plays. I met him once when I was working out in Jackson Hole. Super cool, chill guy. Obviously, you, more security than like the president. Sure. But do you but really think he'd be cool to like talk? I would to? love it's to his pick his brain. When it comes to people of success, mm-hmm. tell me somebody that hasn't been more successful than Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. I don't know. I'm no, just, I'm just naming no. names at this rate. I he just the, that sort of stuff fascinates me. So I I mean I got he's a terrible golfer. I watched him hit his first <laughs> shot. I mean it would not be a fun round of golf. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, picking his, the, brain. picking his brain. You know, four hours on the golf course with somebody, yeah. you will learn so much. Sure, which is oh, one yeah. of the reasons why I love what we do. Sure, but um, and my last one. Oh my goodness. I mean, is the Tiger Woods thing like? Ooh. Is that a oh, yeah. like a just a shoe in? I mean, I mean, what? It, it he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and it's either that or Jack. I mean, one of the two. Yeah, working at Mirfield, I met Jack, sure. and, and I think you know Tiger being at his prime versus Jack being at his prime would mm-hmm. be two totally different discussions that oh, we yeah. can we can have another Corvette oh, special if you want yeah. about that but um, either of those two guys or like an Arnold Palmer that would be another one that could fill the foursome so this is a pick five, this is a five so we gotta ask no five special so, favor from the head pro to get this one in five Caleb zone. you were there at my bachelor party at Pinehurst okay and we had one like as well. oh you mean yeah, don't and Evan, Evan was there yeah. too. He, he yeah. likes to leave. I, I, I don't leave people out. He loves to. But no, you were no, you were you were there with me when we 
we were talking about the fact that when we played that round um, at Tobacco? No, when we oh, you no, mean when we won? No, when we went out after our eighteen holes at I can't even remember the name of the course. Oh my gosh, uh, Dormy Club. Oh yeah, and it was the eight guys, right? Mm-hmm. Eight yeah, guys yeah. playing a scramble golf, and we were teeing off whatever tee somebody made, and we said, "Hey, this is what we're doing. Let's go play." A bunch of beers flowing. Um, that sort of golf, like, why does it have to be a foursome? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have eight, 12, as many people as we want. Oh, yeah, sure. And because that is where you have the most fun with golf is more people, 100%. I would never want to include or exclude anybody from my foursome because when it comes to enjoying the game that the three of us had brought us so much joy mm-hmm. when we play golf together with Arnold Palmer or Tiger or Jack or Sam Stane or even Bill Gates it's okay. literally going to be the most fun Yeah, right? and so it's one of those things where people tell me all the time oh you need to do this or do that and it's you know it, here's the rules for golf and you know people come to me because obviously being the GM at a club it's one of those things where we need to have you know rules in place and things happening I think people just need to enjoy other people playing the game and when it at the end of the day anybody's invited to my foursome and yeah. that's the best part right I, yeah I mean so you're you not wrong yeah you say so you got you got what Sneed Bill Gates and Tiger Woods. And I want to know Caleb Bridgeway. Six and alternates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, it's so a we got some. Yeah. So but, we got tons of golfers. Even though I asked for three yeah. to join right. him. It's, right. I'm not. I'm not doing that. But okay. what I want, now, what, where would you play? And don't oh, give me six courses. But before, one before course. you get to the course that one you're going to play, that's my last what I want to know is who are you riding with? Ooh. Between Tiger, Snead, and Bill Gates. I know you're going to pick Bill Gates because yeah, I'm riding alone. <laughs> no, riding alone is not an option. Is that not an option? It's, nope. You've got to ride with somebody because they're running low on carts. <laughs> Been there, done that. I'd, I'd probably ride with Sam Snead. That's just probably my last name. Not because he has my last name, but just be. I, I've never met the guy. The He's obviously tired. the most accomplished you, golfer of all time. Have you met Tiger? I have met Tiger. Yes. Have you met Bill? I've met Bill. Have you met Sam? I have not met Sam. Okay, so yeah. that okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying okay. to figure out so, like how much we actually know. Where would you play? Any course in the world? Now I'm going on the tangents. Those three, you guys are a foursome. Anywhere you want to play, Cyprus. <laughs> Sheesh. That's a big I wanna, timer for all you that don't know. That's that's a big boy. Yeah, it can never. I could never get on there. One of these Let's days, just throw that out. One there, of these so. days when we have Josh Stevie and, on here. Yeah, he brings he his coffee cup in here that has Cypress on it. Point, yeah. And the guy's an absolute legend. First off, but hundred percent, he could give you every in and out of Cypress Point. Sure, he could. To how many blades of grass there are? Because yes, he's a, that much of a legend. Yep. That would be a fun round of golf, though. Not gonna lie. Like I said, everybody's invited. Yeah. That's I. I will come Bobby back to takes that. Up the whole course. It's literally. I, I don't care. I'm holding up the entire golf course, and I do not care 
Because guess what? At the end of the day, day, it's all about me. It's your yeah. day. That's and it. I love the fact that you have me on this podcast, bro. That's and that. It's and fantastic. We're not, even, we're not even done. Are we not done? No. Yep. This is. I, you have a question well, too. I actually had to I skip a beer for this. We had it. Let's we do, skipped let's a do question. One last one to wrap her up. Okay. Well, I actually had two more, but I guess I'm going to go with my final. I want to know your favorite place. To eat or drink in Central Ohio. That way, I mean, if I've never been there, we have another place to try. For have you ever been to Submarine House? Oh, Jesus! Ever heard of her? Yeah, ever. Have you ever Evan heard of her? Evan and I went there like a month ago and drank a gazillion beers. <laughs> I tell you what, that place I find myself at more than. Anywhere else in Central Ohio? There for bingo or singo? Singo. Is that what it's called? Singo. Singo on Thursday nights, man. I mean, it's the best. What'd you sing last night? Well, I didn't win anything, Uh, but you know, somebody did, and they ended up doing rock paper scissors to win or something. I did see a video of Drew doing dance contest. Yeah, dance contest. It's always it's always happening at Submarine House. I mean, it's. Ross is the GM there. Yeah. Uh, great guy. I'm on a couple of boards with him. And uh, he has literally uh, got this place where it's the the spot in Hilliard. I mean, it's not Columbus. Like, that's where I'm trying to think of in Columbus where I want to go. Well, I mean, but it's your favorite it's, I said Central Ohio. Central Ohio. So you, okay. You All right. Spot. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would. It there. The food there is great. The staff is awesome. Obviously, the beers are always flowing. They have so many taps there. It's ridiculous. But um, plenty of screens to watch Buckeyes or whatever else is on TV, which I don't don't watch a whole lot of TV. But when it comes to sports, you know, all the Blue Jackets are on there. You know, Columbus Crew is on there. Um, But at the end of the day, it's good people, good food. Good drinks. He always has the latest drink. He probably has this he superior probably, wit on there, well, too. this is kind of going out of style for this season now, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always got the you know best craft beer, whether it's Cleveland or Columbus or whatever. He, he's got that, you know. We've taken a lot of things to Heritage from him. Um, we've got, you know, Untapped. I don't know. Have you talked about Untapped on this at all? No. Uh, no yeah. Well, I think I mentioned it, maybe. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, we we use their beer menu for our digital menu, which Ross actually got us, you know, into that, which is a, a great app to use nice. um, to to find the latest and greatest beers. Um, but it, you know, definitely is a place that I find myself, you know, a time or two after a long day. Love it. Definitely a good spot. Yeah. You got anything else there, Ev? No, all good. It was a good show, Bobby. Thanks, thanks for everything. That was great. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, thanks, guys. You know, we're just a regular podcast here with regular people mm-hmm. out here having a regularly good time. That's right. You know, I need another beer. We're yeah, we all need another beer. Another, Let's go. We're gonna go. Beer yeah, to we're, gonna, we're gonna go have another beer. Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, look forward to next week's episode. We get uh, the Seaninator back. Yeah, and uh, we have. Uh, since Bobby was supposed to be next week's guest, we now have to find a new guest. So be uh, on the lookout for the surprise uh, for next week's guest. But thanks to Evan for co-hosting with me. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to uh, 
many more episodes. So thank you all and have a good night. Corvid special.